0: This message really inspired me. When I began to prepare something that God had put on my heart, I, I had a greater awareness of the sovereign, sovereign God we serve. The greatness of God. And we can spend days in revelation of this. But the wonderful thing what it does is it enhances our faith and stretches us to believe and know God better. How really awesome He is. So the title of my message This morning is Sovereign God. And Genesis 1 verse 27, the word of God teaches us that God made man in his image. Male and female, he made us in his image. Okay? And the intro for here is that in Psalm 139, and I want to read this morning from Psalm 139 verse 14 to 17 to uh, just bring in more of an idea for us to understand The wonderful God we serve, how intimate, how much he loves us and how much he cares for us, our sovereign, wonderful God. And Psalm 139 verse 14 says, I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know them full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in a secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. That amazed me. It still does. That every day God has ordained for me were written in his book before one of them came to be. How then? Can this help me, inspire me, spur me on through my everyday life with God, my journey to understand that God is with me and God is for me. It's a wonderful revelation of encouragement for every one of us. Ecclesiastes 8, verse 8, teaches us and encourages us. And I love this. That since no man knows the future, who can tell him what is to come? We don't know what tomorrow holds. We have no idea. And God wants us to walk daily with him, trusting him. No man has the power over the wind to contain it. No man has power over the day of his death. We can choose to live like we want to live. And we can choose where we want to go who we want to marry, what life we want to lead. But there's one day we have no ownership over, and that is the day of our death. When God will call us home, for those of you who know Jesus, and He has ordained that day, I can't change it. I can't say, God, I'm not ready. He has the power over everything in my life of these ordained days For me, that he's chosen to strengthen and encourage me and you this morning. So, our encounter with Jesus has a wonderful purpose. The purpose is that we are part of his redemption story, making us into his likeness, preparing us as his bride for heaven. God is preparing us all the time, working in our lives. Ministering to us, encouraging us, healing us, setting us free. His purpose is the greatest thing within our lives. I think for myself, these two most important days of my life. The day that I was born should be an encouraging for all of us. And secondly, the day I knew my purpose in God. Those purposes are the most important thing. So God is sovereign, ordaining all circumstances, creating a masterpiece out of broken clay pots, just like you and I. No no wonder in Matthew 8, verse 27, the men all exclaimed, even the wind and the waves obey him. Who is this man? The glory of this incredible God we serve that shows in my life and your life so many miracles. So many testimonies of how he works in us. We don't understand the purpose of the time, but we must never allow our season we're in to determine our destination. Don't expect that. Sometimes I, because life just keeps going negatively and badly and and bad reports, I expect the future to be like that. No, no, no. God is sovereign. He has a purpose and a plan. My life is not determined by my bad days. My life is determined by God's purpose and God's plan. So where we are right now is not permanent at all. John 16 verse 33, Jesus did encourage us that there will be, in this world will have, Very bad times. He says there will be trouble, but take heart, Jesus, that I've overcome the world. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 9 says, Not eye has seen, neither ear has heard, nor heart has imagined the great things that God has in plan still for you and I. So we may have had a series of bad times. Bad situations, months of of, of really hardship. But God wants to encourage us this morning. Don't let that determine our future because he has the future in his hand. God is never confused. God is never surprised. Breaking news on, on TV doesn't surprise God at all. Doesn't take his breath away. Bad things in life happen to everybody good people but our experiences do not define our lives our daily choices are important our daily uh, uh, attitudes and, and and vision into our lives uh, Jesus encouraged us in Matthew 16 verse 24 and 25 Take up your cross daily and follow him what would it benefit me if I gain the whole world and forfeit my soul. Jesus encourages us to walk with him daily, encouraging us. God will change and mature us. So when it comes to discipline in our life, uh, Hebrews 11 verse 24 to 27, the word of God teaches us that God says, don't despise the discipline of the Almighty, because God disciplines those he loves. He calls us his sons and daughters, and who is not disciplined is illeg- illegitimate children. He says, so he disciplines us for our good that we may share within his holiness. I want to share this morning briefly the story of the life of Joseph that so inspires me that ties in with the sovereignty of God. God chose Joseph, a young boy. 17 years old. Father adored him. Actually favored him above the other sons. And made him this beautiful, beautiful cloak of many colors. Joseph was only 17 when God's core touched his love. And God gave him two dreams. The first dream God gave him that his sons, his family, his brothers and his father, they'd all bow down to him. And the second dream that Joseph received from God was that the sun and the moon and the stars would also bow down to him. Joseph shared these dreams and his brothers hated him even more. How could he say such a thing? Who is he to say that they would bow down to him? They really hated him. The life of Joseph is a great example great example for you and I. So one day, the father sent Joseph off to find the brothers and said to Joseph, Joseph, go and find out how the brothers are. Come back and give me feedback. Joseph went off. When the brothers saw Joseph coming, they mocked him and said, here's that dreamer, let's kill him. And they took Joseph, stripped him of his robe and Reuben stopped them, the one brother, of killing him. But said, no, don't kill him. Let's, let's take a goat. Kill the goat, take the blood, soak the coat in the blood, and go back to Father and tell Father that he was devoured by a ferocious animal. Let's throw him into a pit. And they threw Joseph into a dark pit. No water, just threw him in. And Joseph sat down in this pit, wondering what was going on. Why was he being treated so unfairly? Sometimes in your life and my life we're treated so unfairly. Take heart this morning. God has a plan, and God will restore us. He will rescue us. Then the brothers saw a band caravan band coming with slaves, loaded with spices, and they said, Let's let's sell him. Let's get some money from Joseph, and let's sell him that he goes to a foreign land. We'll never see him again. Then we've got rid of him, and that's what they did. They sold him to the caravan as a slave. God's purpose was unfolding. Potiphar saw Joseph as a slave. Handsome, young, strong boy. And he bought Joseph. God's plan was just that. And he took him into his palace. Joseph must have thought, well, at least I'm out of the pit. This palace is one. But you know, the wonderful thing about Joseph was he served, excelled, served diligently God in that palace. And God blessed Potiphar's household because of Joseph. And he worked hard. He was committed to God. No matter what difficulties he faced, he was committed to God's purpose. And that's how we should be. No matter where we find ourselves placed, we serve God with wholeheartedness, knowing and believing that God is sovereign in and through our lives. Potiphar had a beautiful wife, and when she saw Joseph, she was lustfully attracted to Joseph, and she one day, when there was no one in the home, she called up and she called for Joseph and he was always refusing to go to her, yet one day when he did go to the palace found himself alone with Potiphar's wife and she grabbed and took hold of his robe and tore his robe knew she couldn't seduce him So she falsely accused him of raping her. And when Potiphar came home, he was furious. He took Joseph and threw him into prison. Now Joseph finds himself in a prison. Beaten in a prison. And yet he was the one in prison that encouraged everybody. You'd say unfair? So unfair. But God's plan had a great purpose that we're coming to right now. Because Joseph again served well in prison. He encouraged the prisoners. In the meantime, Pharaoh's two servants, the cupbearer and the baker, offended him. And Joseph found that Pharaoh had thrown them into prison. Joseph went to encourage them. They were so downhearted. Uh, They both got a dream from God. Here was God planning ahead, giving the cupbearer and the baker another dream. Another dream story coming out. And here uh, they went to Joseph and said, Look, we've just had dreams. We don't know what they mean. And Joseph was able to interpret the dreams. The dream for the cupbearer was encouraging that Pharaoh would restore him. The dream for the baker was not that encouraging that he would die. But they would be released. And David, sorry, I beg your pardon, Joseph said to the cupbearer, please, when you come out of this prison, please remember me. Tell Pharaoh, I'm here, I'm so innocent. Please help me get out of this terrible place. I am not meant to be here. The cupbearer left, was restored, as the prophecy came, to Pharaoh to continue working with Pharaoh, and he forgot about Joseph for two years. Joseph must have thought, oh, wonder why nothing's happening. Hasn't he spoken? Hasn't he done something? I just want to encourage us this morning. Sometimes the help of man is useless, you know. Sometimes we try and prove ourselves, get me out of here. We need to trust God. He's our vindicator. He's the one. He is writing the story of our life. He will at the proper time restore us and bring us out. Again, dreams came to Pharaoh. Two dreams to Pharaoh. Pharaoh could not interpret these dreams. He tried with his magicians, tried with everybody. No one could interpret these. And he cried for help and That is when the cupbearer remembered, Oh, just a moment. Joseph, this man in prison, he's the one who can interpret dreams. Pharaoh sent for Joseph immediately. Joseph was released, stood before Pharaoh, and Pharaoh said to him, Can you interpret dreams? And Joseph, in humility, said, No, I can't, but God can. And when he interpreted the dreams for Pharaoh for the future of The whole nation, Pharaoh was so touched. God touched his heart and promoted Joseph to be prime minister. Gave him his daughter as his wife. And the amazing thing is that Joseph had two sons. And the Bible tells us that his firstborn son was Manasseh. Because God has made me forget all my trouble and all my father's household. Isn't that beautiful? He named him Manasseh. The second son born to Joseph was called Ephraim. God has made me fruitful in the home of my suffering. And my prayer for me is, please God, make me fruitful. Help me learn. Give me a revelation that in my land of my suffering, I can still be fruitful. The life of Joseph, God had ahead, was incredible. So in all things this morning in all areas Joseph then was Prime Minister. He saved the nation of absolute famine in his incredible wisdom God gave him. He rescued many people. Most of all Joseph had God had worked so much in his life through all these times and these seasons that when he Knew that his family were suffering. He had an opportunity, and the if you want to read from Genesis 37 to Genesis 50, it's the most amazing story. I have been so touched by the life of Joseph because Joseph learned to forgive. He brought his brothers, he brought his father back into a place where they were well provided for. Can you imagine the look on the faces of the brothers of Joseph when they saw him? And he revealed himself to them in tears. He said, I forgive you. I totally forgive you. He released all the bitterness, released all the pain in his love, hugged his father, blessed his family. And this was the future 12 tribes of Israel. Amazing what God did. Had Joseph known all those years back what he'd gone through, had we known before our days were ordained what we were facing, we may have been more discouraged. But knowing that God's plan and purpose is the best for your life and my life, I want to encourage you. In closing today, the devil will not be able to write. The final chapter of your life and my life. In the book of Revelation, verse 7, verse 9 to 11, I've got the most encouraging scripture to share with us. And that is, before me was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, tribe, people and language, standing before the throne and in front of the Lamb. They were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands and they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. Let me say this morning that the end story, Satan has no right. His destiny is the brimstone and the lake of fire. His destiny is absolutely devastating. Our destiny is in that we're part of that great multitude that no one could count we're going to be holding palm branches and worshiping God and he has no say over our lives ever God is sovereign and God has our purpose in his hand and I pray whatever you are going through today that that scripture would help us the life of Joseph would encourage us that God is for us and not against us That he will help us through every part of the trial. Focusing our eyes on Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Worshipping God through our trials. And trusting God that he has ordained every day before one of them came to be. God bless you. Sending lots of love from Lighthouse Church. Looking forward to what God has ahead for us. In Jesus' name. Amen.